Welcome back, sheeple. It's the Rabbit Hole Podcast from the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Hey, why don't you become a patron and support the pod? We're almost to the end of the season. Support us. Be our pals. Get tons of exclusive podcasts. Go to patreon.com slash DVR, baby, and be like so many other of our amazing patrons. Today, we're here to talk about Rabbit Hole Season 1, Episode 7, the penultimate episode entitled Gilgamesh. And I have with me, of course, my very own Gilgamesh. Mr. Heath Snowlo. What's up, Solo? <laughs> oh, you brought back my uh my uh podcast Winterfell, Heath Snowlo. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Doing good. Which half of the Gilgamesh am I? Uh um, left or the right? I don't know. You're maybe the bottom half. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I'm ha- happy to be here. Another great episode. We got a lot of answers, and it seems to be gearing up for the big finale. And, uh, yeah, you know, I was thinking, I was like, it wouldn't be cool if Edward Hom was Crowley, but he's too young oh. and he's not, he's not, he's Asian, of course. Well, but I was thinking of like, what if he was there the whole time throughout this acting, not dumb, but I mean, he's a smart guy. And I was like, I know it can't happen, but how fun would that have been? Well, let me tell you solo. I mean, We jump right into it, of course. One of the biggest things we find out this episode is that the Peter Weller character, who never really properly got a name, but we were calling Crowley, is not Crowley. He was listening to an earpiece, and when John puts it in his ear, it sounds like some kind of almost... At first, I was like, oh my God, it's AI. It is AI. Grandpa James was right, but it does sound kind of distorted man voice, Um, but it does leave open the possibility. I still, I mean, I still think it could be Haley and thinking that it could be home too. I mean, maybe it could be nothing is as it seems here in the world of rabbit hole solo. Well, what if I now, this this is outside the box. What if again Crowley is a state of mind, mm. not a person? Yep. yep. You know what I mean? A like plan, so, an op. Well, like Tom was. I mean, what if Crowley maybe he died, but it was he's got a lot of disciples. I mean, yes. there's there's there could be something like that. Yep. Um, I mean Again, that's what the show does. It makes us think of these options because it just seems like it's not going to be just a guy that they're tracking down. I just feel like there's more to it. And like you said, it could be a computer system. It could be, you know, AI, IA. It could be AAA. Who knows? BTK. (laughs) It could be BTK. Could be. Listen, that's how we're in the writer's room, right? And we're breaking this episode and we say, okay, this is the episode where we reveal the guest star who we got to be on this show, fucking Peter Weller, RoboCop himself, right? Many other roles is not uh, the antagonist. He's not Crowley. Who is? Oh, it's a voice inside of this earpiece. Who else are they going to get that is going to top that? 
So I think it does. I I'm, I'm going with the kind of, I like what you're saying, like a mixture of people. It's like open source take over the world. Like there's no one person that's going to be in control. It's kind of like some kind of hive mind or something like that. Like he brought in other people and they became something different. Like, because at this point you just can't top that with another actor. Like who are they going to get Don Johnson or so? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, <laughs> but it's like who at a certain point, it just makes it kind of, you know, repetitive that you're just, Oh, it's this new guy. No. So it has to be something new. So I really right. like that idea. Cause look at other things that we discovered this episode, which was that, the communication through that app words with friends or whatever it was called. Wait, I had, I had it in here, uh, for friends or, okay, wait, where is it? I don't know. Anyway, I can't <laughs> find it. In my notes and Oh, magic for squares, magic squares with friends. Right. And he was right. communicating with ICU two, seven, four, eight. And then we get this, another message. We see a message from an, Anon, anonymous, just like we saw the message that appeared on uh, Miles' computer just before he jumped. Right, right. All the way, all the ways that uh, Crowley is supposedly communicating with people. You see, all the communication with Kyle is through the phone. We think Kyle is talking to Peter Weller, but was he? You know what I'm right. saying? Like at certain points, we know he was when they were do when they were doing the back and forth and he was like, are you there yet to go kill the Senator? But it just points to me, the mix of the computer stuff and all, and also, um, the Peter Weller factor. I am, I'm kind of in the either AI or open source, like, Haley's a part of it. Holmes, like there's everybody else. Right. It's kind of like everyone else is Crowley. Everyone's Crowley. Yeah, it kind of goes and, and along. Then it could... Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm getting excited now. Get, get, please get excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, do you... God, I'm just waiting for. I was waiting for more excitement. No, no I was just going to but... say it also feeds into our um social media dude too shaw right like that yeah, whole morgan thing. shaw yeah who, yeah his 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 contact who's giving him info just the whole yeah the whole computer angle of it leads me is pushing me towards that kind of ai but maybe like a spin on ai yeah, it, it, I, 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 you know, I'm thinking too. Someone's brain is in the computer. You know, you know, it's like all the sci-fi and different things we've seen yeah. throughout our lives. It could be anything. And again, I, I, I say this every week, but that's what's great about how layered this show is because they're spinning you around. And what I loved this episode, again, another answer is how John doesn't. When, when things he can't find an answer in his brain goes through all these scenario scenarios. And we actually see them this yeah. time. We see Ed opening Ever's case and what's this, you know, and then he's going through it and through it. 
and he explains it to Haley after he almost, you know, got caught at the Best Buy <laughs> or by Best or whatever was the trippy man. One. When we kept on seeing the scenes repeat themselves, I really liked. Yeah. That. It was very, and I liked the way they did it too. How it would kind of start with him. This is strange, and then it would, you know, go into what was in that box, but briefcase. But I, yeah. It was good stuff, man. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I loved it. And we really, uh, you know, as they've been doing such a great job with the John Weir character and Kiefer has been phenomenal this season as always, but it really like you start feeling for him. And when they show, like, even when they tie it up with the flashback of young John and miles and John getting into a fight and being like, you said something, but you said something about your, you know, your, your dad, no, but he was thinking it like, and, and, and just how, yeah. when he beats up, when he beats up Peter Weller, it's like the same reaction we see, like all of a sudden you're like, wait, key for the tough, you know, John, the tough guy, but that's how he was as a kid. He, he, he expressed his anger through mm-hmm. violence and just yeah. attacking people. And, and so it was amazing how that's the, you know, one of the main reasons why they showed the flashback and the whole Gilgamesh thing and the test and, and, and their bond, Miles and John's bond. And what's amazing too, and I don't mean to jump all over, but it kind of like, even at the end, as we'll talk about when he's got the gun to Ben and he's about to lose it and shoot him. And in one of his scenarios, he does shoot him. And I, at first I'm like, oh my God, but they should, you know, they showed it with, with the case early in the episode, yeah. the different, um, but hearing miles voice when Ed finds the recording and that's what stops him from shooting yeah. Ben is yeah. he hears miles voice and he kind of gains some control. And, and, and that's his so it was just, man. Yeah. His, literally that's his penny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I, I love, oh man, I loved your recap there. Solo. I was living the episode <laughs> again. I was into it. <laughs> It's a hey, lot of great you know. points, and we've been leading up to this, haven't we? Because we've been talking about how he cut Ben out of the op last episode, the distrust, talking to Haley about it, the messages from Miles, the uh, conversations that Haley is having kind of off to the side with Ben, um, you know, him, Ben calling himself Crowley in the op in what, the third episode, right? at Gao's mm-hmm. place, the party where they got the, the uh, whiskey or whatever that was. Um, I think they've been building this up very, very well. And I think that they did a good, this episode was, I think maybe the best episode of the season, even though it may have not been the most groundbreaking stuff that happened, but because they were able to blend the character uh, beats the themes that they're talking about, the personal themes with the plot of the show, with the flashbacks, like you were saying, they did a really good job of kind of bringing it together. And mm-hmm. if you look at the story of Gilgamesh, the first, cause it's many different, uh, it's many different stories. I mean, I think we've all read a bit of that, the Epic of Gilgamesh when we were kids and I think some people have said that this is is sometimes considered like the first science fiction or fantasy story um, oh, because it, yeah. it deals with supposedly a real um, king, but the stories are fantastical. In one of them, the first part, and I, th- I mentioned it because I think it, it 
it, it kind of uh, mirrors what's happening in a rabbit hole, which it, it deals with Gilgamesh fighting um, a wild man created by the gods to stop him from oppressing his people. And they fight. Mm. But when after they fight, Gilgamesh wins, but then they become friends and they go on a new journey together. So if you look at our story with John and Miles, right? With mm-hmm. uh, Crowley and Ben, who these kind of age old man kind of, I don't know the show, I guess and it's, I guess it's good that it's two guys here on the pod. Some, some bromance energy is flowing through this show. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like the father and son stuff. I thought they just kind of did a really good job of, uh, bringing that all together. And at the same time, giving us some, some fun action scenes, I mean, a lot of it was like John out on the street, just going into the place, trying to communicate he's in the fucking Best Buy spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he's like, hey, buddy, which oh, was sorry. all purposeful, right? Like he was drawing Crowley out. He was like, fuck it. I can't. It was like he got so crazed with what was going on with his dad and everything that he just had to kind of like draw Crowley out and get, get answers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly. And his plan works. Yep. Uh, you know, it was just like, you know, those codes and stuff he's doing it. I'm like, wait a minute, just Crowley trying to keep him there because he knows he's going to get caught. But at the same time, you know, John's doing the right things. And it's just, I, I was, my mind started, I'm like, get out, get out. But I want to know answers. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the double. Well, what's interesting. Cause I remember when we first saw Peter Weller, and I even mentioned on the pod that what if he's a middleman for Crowley or the guy mm-hmm. before Crowley? And but then it kind of felt like, no, he's got to be Crowley. It's Peter Weller. But they Law and Order faked us out when Law and Order used to always have the get big guest stars were the killers and you yeah. kind of knew it. Um, but, the, you know, but the, my, my big question was, it just felt like a Crowley wouldn't be out in the open like that wouldn't have an office surrounded by people. I felt if Crowley was a man, he'd be, I just, he would be more in in the background and stuff. Is that Jesus? What are they killing someone out there in my neighborhood? Sorry. You can hear (laughs) that, but it's okay. I feel like, uh, I feel like John Weir. I think Crowley found me. AI. We're getting to the truth. He wants to obscure what you're saying. That's what happens. But, uh, so, you know, I always had it in the back of my mind, but then I'm like, no, he's got to be Crowley, right? And and of course, you know, we had talked about it possibly being an AI or is it a Tyler Durden? <laughs> I mean, we we went all over the map, but I think it it really focuses on. I don't know if Crowley is an exact person, yeah. so um, I'm sure we're going to find out about it. Well, um, hey, but, listen, he may have maybe gotten not. along with Ben, right? for now and agreed mm-hmm. we're going to move forward but that doesn't mean that ben hasn't lied a bunch of times well yeah right? i so. mean we still i mean when crowley is telling john like were you at the point when crowley's telling john of course that ben was ben wolf mm-hmm. and lived in a brownstone three doors from you for 10 years 
that he was the one that the New Delhi flight was responsible for. And then, of course, probably knows about Ben Wilson, and we finally get that. Yeah. Or, you know. how understand so John's we, real name is Wilson. Yeah, not weird. And so that was kind of cool because we, we saw it on IMDb this. And we're like, why is he called Ben Wilson? And, you know, we, we got that answer. We're, at that point, were you, again, it was almost another fake out, or is it, were you thinking, holy shit, Ben is behind this and Crowley's really the good guy. Did you have any thoughts of that or do, do, were you totally sold? Ah, I don't believe Crowley. Where were you? Where was your mind at? No, I just thought it may, maybe Ben is just a part of it. I, I didn't, i never okay. bought into the kind of paranoia um, pitch of, you know, it was actually him because it was weird too. Cause they had already shown Peter Weller when they announced that the three companies that are now gaining access to pri- the three private companies that are gaining access to all the U.S. citizen records and consumer data are Termina Systems, CKB, and of course, Arda Analytics. And he's like smiling, you know? So it it came off like they were just trying to fool John. I don't know whether they were... Re- Why? Did you for a second believe that or... Yeah, I did. And I was like, <laughs> I, I did. I, I did. I was yeah. sucked in. Crow, Crow, you know what? There's only a few people can convince me of anything in the world. It, it, it's Donald Sutherland and Crowley. Okay. Those are the two people. <laughs> Donald Sutherland and JFK, I, I believe every word he said to Kevin Costner in that movie about the assassination and the, you know, the paper coming out before the assassination. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, I, I was going to do a podcast. I think I, me and Hispanic Chris were going to call it like because Donald Sutherland said so or so, did, something we like did that. A couple um, Kennedy did, assassination JFK. podcasts. Yes, we did. Does it, does Ando have it in the farm archives? I think I have those. those I think that was a part of uh, Podtourage. We did that. I think so because I know. Yeah, Alex was definitely. Yeah, we got a. We gotta bust those out for the uh, rabbit hole. There was surprisingly more podtourage. I think we did like fifty of those, man. We did. We did a lot of podtourage. I forgot about podtourage. Oh my gosh, we may have to throw some on the feed for yeah. old school. We have a lot of content. If you become a patron, a couple bucks a month, you can There's get access to all this good stuff in the Patreon. I'll have to throw one up. Yeah, I'll find one. Yeah. So anyway, so. Yeah, I was a little convinced because they've been messing with us that he's Crowley, that he's behind it. And then they even brought it up. Crowley even brings it up. We talked about it last week that all you know about your team dying, everything is yep. what Ben told you. Yeah. And it was like, you know, so I, you know, I don't mean to sound like, hey, we, because we got, I got, I've gotten pl- plenty wrong on this pod, but I, I, I'm not patting ourselves on the back that we figured it out, but it, it, it's part of, the, the great writing and that we're really into the show and it's so rewarding when the little things you kind of saw, we caught it, we, we figured it out. And then the, like you said, the next week they usually tell you, yeah. you know, when you, you know, so I, I, I look at it as not, Hey, I'm so smart. It's the show. Yeah. Suddenly no, just, doing it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just like what I said about the, uh, shared data bill now be called now being called the Nora Evers American Protection Act right, right. and pa- that's exactly what 
John said at the end of the last episode, right? Like they're now it's going to be passed in her honor, right? Like, yep. And that's, yep. ex- and we get that dropped right in the beginning. We get the thing about Arda. We know that Arda is now is a part of the big conglomerate that is controlling what's going on here by Crowley. So I think they are, they do a good job of telling us stuff that's coming up interverse media, I should say interverse media company. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I still, I'm thinking more about that connection with Hom and him, him watching Shaw all the time. It was, that was funny when he said, um, when he compared him to Jesus (laughs) and he goes, that's crazy. Right. Right. Like he wanted Haley to be like, no, you are, you are Jesus Christo. Just like Jesus. It was interesting. But he is up to 2.35 million from the 23,000. This is what I'm saying. I think in the finale, we have to have Shaw become a character like that. There's some kind of communication that's going on or he's going to, or the information is going to pass through them. Like, why does he keep on watching that? You know, it's a good way for us to get information about the world, but it's also, I think it can then become part of the plot more. Um, I think that that's, uh, I think that was that was pretty cool parts there because well Ham did figure out what was going on and what was in the briefcase which was basically the roadmap to Crowley right like all the people that mm-hmm. he's paid off and 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 Shell Corp and they, they said something oh, interesting yeah. instead of saying Supreme Court justices they were like Supreme Court judges <laughs> just like right, that was right, weird. Right. it's like you don't normally yeah. say judge Supreme Court judges um, but I like the fact that when Haley's like okay isn't this what we've been working towards well, yeah. who do we we, we got to bring it to someone they're like how do we know that whoever we yep. bring it to isn't going to just bring it back to Crowley because there's so many connections That's, that was very smart it is, and that's the classic conundrum, right? And we see in right. the end, when she gives it to Maddie, what ends up happening? They're not going to prosecute these people. It he the Her boss is like, well, you just made your career, and then you're thinking he's saying, oh, we're going to make a big bust, but then he turns and he's like, what are you going to, what am I going to need to do to have you forget that you ever saw this? And she knew that that was going to happen, right? Like- that okay. didn't come as that's, a surprise to her. That's my question because to you, Axel, because, and again, what this show does normally you'll have a, someone like Maddie, no, we need to take Weir in. And this is, this is wrong. But she comes out and says, Oh, I want my old job back. I want to be ahead of the John Weir task force. But is she saying that because she knows now her boss is kind of in on it? and doesn't know how up far up the chain I, it goes and she's protecting herself or is she really like screw it i'm going to use it for my advantage or both again another three possibilities to each answer I, in this I, show i find her to be the most honest character on this show and i would say that the reason she she played the game but the reason why she wants the job back and why she wants to be ahead of the weird investigation is because she does actually want to help him or she has, she's kind of 
believing what Haley said. I think that she wants to, or at least she wants to get to the bottom of this. She wants to, in some way, do good with the information or the situation um, rather than take advantage of it. But that maybe that's just me. You know, they kind of played it like she was happy to get her job back and maybe like take control of it. But I kind of felt she had more positive. See, I think, I don't know if I'm in the positive camp and this is why. And, 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 And again, I'm not just because not only that her teenage daughter is so annoying and she really needs some therapy <laughs> or smoke a there's, joint. How, there's but, a lot of annoying teenage daughter. It's, it's, it's not oh right God, to it's do so that hard because it's just, it becomes such a dumb stereotype. Like some sort of cliche. Yeah. Make and, them and smart. I think make them just a normal kid. Like, you know, that's why as much as I might've had issues with the ending of Ozark and stuff, the teenage daughter was, I thought was written very well and she's mm-hmm. very likable. And I wish teenagers were written more like that. Uh, but anyway, um, no, because look at, look at at home, that wall she has of John Weir. She's freaking obsessed. And do you really think if she, fi- okay, if she finds out he didn't kill, he didn't kill, but it, it, it just seems like she's so stuck in the hole to nail him that with all that work, and then she finds out John isn't a criminal or stuff. It almost feels like I don't know if she could deal with that. Mm, interesting, you know. Interesting, you know. I, when Haley, that's gave, what I'm struggling with. I, I well, now that you bring it up, the wall is an interesting point, and I'm thinking mostly. I found the interaction with Haley and her to be strange in that I felt mm-hmm. like Haley was almost a different. She was acting yes. differently. Like she knew more things. She was in control, like more in control. And the yep. way she talked to her, like we both care, we both want to help John. It made me feel like another theory I had, which was Ooh. that Haley, Haley's thing is that she is representative of another organization outside of Crowley and Ben who are basically distrustful of Ben and trying to take Crowley down like a third party. Yes. That by involving Maddie, perhaps they're making overtures to try to get more people within the agency or whatever, who they can work with Mm -hmm. because it just seemed like she was coming from a, a place of more power at that point. And the fact that she did that, The two things with Haley in this episode, the recording of the conversation with John and then listening back to it and hearing, okay, that's again, she is a super spy. Like she she found him too quick. Yeah. And it wasn't just, you know, bus 11, 14 now boarding. Oh, they must be at, you know, but even to know to do that solo, like, she didn't like think for us as yes. soon as she hung up, she came, she pulled it up and listened to it. And that's why she, she knew was, what to listen for. Yeah. She heard it in the background. She's like, Oh, I got to record it so I can hear what this is. So yeah. it's just, it's not a, what do they call it? A Mary Sue when a character is just like amazing. Right. It's not, that's not the situation. This is purposeful where 
we should know by now that something is up with Haley and she is much more experienced and yeah. knows more the whole time. She's just in control of things. You know what I mean? She just, she's always you know what? making a good decision. It almost feels like, and this, this is probably me thinking going way too deep down the rabbit hole. Sorry if I poke oh. you, but, um, but yeah, no, that's the first thing I thought of when she goes, dating app like she seemed like she's done this before and she's calm and confident not her likable kind of Haley. oh my god this is crazy it it almost but she does say i care about john and i and and if she knows maddie and all that like why first of all why even say that and i think that was to let us on that you know maybe this third party this thing whether it's John doesn't remember or whatever, maybe he initiated it and it, you know, who could have been a plan that he doesn't even realize, you know, you know, that's actually his safety net because of his back and forth, maybe, you know, or miles put it in place for him. It could be one of those things, but also for her to know, to drop off a wine basket and and snack basket with meet me at, you know, the plaza Mm. or whatever. It was just like, Man, that seemed too much of a covert op that, you know, maybe she picked up on it working with John, but it just seemed like there's something more deep with her. And I don't think it's necessarily, and, um, you know, at the beginning of the show, I wasn't sure if she was in on it, if she was the real bad guy, but then John set her up or what, you know. So I do um, think she's good. I don't think she's bad, but it could be. She has her own interest, like you said, with that third party. I love yeah. that theory. And she asks her to meet at Foucault Plaza, which does not exist in New York. But, you know, he's a French philosopher whose theories primarily address the relationships between power and knowledge and how they are used as a form of social control through societal institutions. Jeez. Credit Wikipedia. And Google. <laughs> Thank you, Google. That's Axelpedia. Um, but yeah, I like how they drop stuff like that in there. And I think that hints, though, towards Haley. And and look, her backstory is that she stole the money because she was like uh, protecting people, right? That she then worked for like a social justice organization. She helped people as a lawyer. She helped people. So I, I think it would, you know... Maybe I like that too, that, um, you know, I don't want to bring too much crazy Westworld shit into it, but at some point in Westworld, there was like, you know, the robots decide that they need to have an opposition that without an opposition, they don't, there's no check to their power. And also it keeps them in line and focused. So perhaps John was like, I have to he kind of somehow created another organization. I just feel like this thing's going to get open up wider and bigger. Yeah, could. Um, could. Because like Evers is dead. We so see that. What's the next step with all the, you know, the president, all other politicians, world leaders. This thing is is just about getting yeah, now they have the data of all these Americans. What are they going to do with it, right? And you would think that the the, the quest for power that Crowley's on or that organization AI or people are on 
is going to extend past just the United States. It's going to be the entire world. So I think I do see this show kind of opening up like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the, that, you know, the Haley's giving it away. She's, she's much more than she seems to be now. You know how we went back and forth. Oh, John set up Haley, the camera and the lamp and all that. And she seemed very good at, what are you talking about? You know, and then go get away from me. And when he's trying to now with, I met him on a dating app, it almost seems like she set that up, (laughs) you know, Ah, interesting. (laughs) you know, I'm going back on that now because we're so sold on, you know, a couple episodes ago or, um, or last week, whenever it was where, you know, when Haley goes, how do I know this wasn't just a ploy to get like 20 million dollars? And it's like, what if you use that in order to get to John? You know, it's like, again, there's all these different options that are very plausible. Yeah. Very plausible. Um, I know you mentioned it briefly, but it is fun to mention that we do know that it's been three weeks since we see him at the uh, with the priest, right? Mm-hmm. And the priest didn't turn out to be anybody that we know, right? That could have been another contact or something that we find out uh, later yeah. with somebody different. That is always a possibility. Um, I thought that that was, that was interesting. Um, I did like, I picked up pretty early on the, um, flashbacks with miles being flashbacks and he was going to get the Gilgamesh thing because I Mm -hmm. did watch the previously on and they made kind of a big deal out of showing it a bunch of times. Right. So that whole thing of it being hidden inside the message being hidden inside of it and all that, I thought I liked the way they did it, but I don't think that was too stealthy. Like I kind of, you now, know, just, yeah, just a little, uh, help Heath solo out with this. So th- he bought another one. Cause I know he had one in the office that was split. Did he just get another one to send to him or was that the one? I think maybe I, it was that one or something. <laughs> I, don't know. I think it I must know, have been another I'm, one because no, the, the other um, office scene was before. So I think maybe he had taken, I'd have to look back, but I think he had I taken it. Was it, it yeah. Was that case. still in the office? Cause yeah, they show that the conversation so when like, John sees it was actually from way before when he first came to talk about what was going right. on. Or a couple days. So that's why, yeah. So that's why I'm wondering, I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Is is that the same one (laughs) or is just another, you know, I don't know. Um, let's see what else do we got? Uh, let's see. I think we we hit a lot of the stuff. Yeah, we did. Without realizing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just good. Yeah. Um, you know, just again, it's two days before the president signs this bill. So they're mm-hmm. under time crunch just to throw that out there. Um, I, I just want to, uh, you know, maybe our last thing we talk about it, what, a, what a performance, uh, again, I forget the actor's name. I, I apologize, but that plays miles Valance, who's been an amazing actor throughout his whole career. Um, Jason just the video Butler Harner. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, he's freaking awesome. I love that dude. Yeah, he's been on. So like I would, I would so put that dude in my in any one of my productions. He's so good, and he's so good at like playing like an Ozark. He plays a son of a bitch, but yeah, in this one, it's like he's sort of a son of a. But then he's like really a no. He's really a good guy. Like he's just he's got so many layers to his persona that he's like perfect for this role, but. I mean, that last speech he gives to John, oh, it broke my heart, Axel. I actually almost teared up, and who would have thought I'd be tearing yeah, up in rabbit hole? It was, but it really yeah. hit me as an actor, but also as a viewer. And it just, it, it just showed you their relationship and how much these two guys really do love and care about each other. And, and, and just, and even the little funny part, like, you're strong, you'll get through it. What am I saying? You're a freaking mess. And then John gives a little chuckle yeah. like that, that those little moments is what makes uh, a long monologue or speech or whatever. It just added so much humanity to it. And I just, I, I it's probably one of my uh, favorite moments of the whole show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like I was saying, it, it did kind of remind me of the constant and you saw it. That's what he need. He always said like miles knew how to calm me. He knew what to say. You know, and then he knew that that's what he would have to do. Like he saw in, in the fact he knew that by jump, by killing himself, he was sacrificing himself, giving John a chance to live, but also because mm -hmm. of the mental health issues that he has and the way his mind works, it was going to be really hard for him to go on and be successful. So right. he was sending this to give him that boost and he got it just when he needed it. Right. Just like in lost, right. With the constant. So I think mm -hmm. that that's, you're right, man. It was really beautiful. And I, I think they, it was satisfying to me that it didn't bother me that they had kind of tricked us that he was alive and that all of right. the, other stuff of getting, you know, putting the gloves on, getting the Gilgamesh thing and all that was, um, was a flashback. It, none of that bothered me. I didn't feel tricked or anything. The reason why, because they finished it emotionally true to the characters yes. and the themes of the show. So I thought, I thought it really worked out really well. The one thing I will point out that I thought was a little strange and was a little anticlimactic if that's the right way you say it i never pronounce it correctly um yeah was me. uh the intern kyle showing up out of nowhere only long <laughs> enough to have a quick conversation with him saying you were you should have paid me more you're a shit intern well i probably was <laughs> it was a little bit of a you know that after all of that and uh, and the cool scene when they saw each other before at the cop state at the police station remember that was so much fun in episode two. So I felt a l that was a little let down for me, but the Miles stuff was awesome. Like I wanted a little bit more with Kyle. You know, like he didn't even say to him, like, what did he say? Like, what's with the accent or something like that? Like, <laughs> you just, you know, it was, it, it just seemed yeah. like he would say he would have more to get information to get from him at that point than just that. And then he just kind of walks away. So I'm sure we'll see Kyle again, but, um, but yeah. Isn't it, is it weird? Yeah. Isn't it weird? <laughs> that Peter Wells just sitting in a chair in the middle. It was, it was very strange, dude. Yeah. That whole thing. 
and I think that was purposeful because they had played so much with the alternate realities of his mind, right? And, mm-hmm. and it seemed trippy. Like while it was happening, like I'm watching the show, I was like, did I miss something? Because we all of a sudden just jumped, all of a sudden Kyle just jumps up from behind him and he's like, keep walking, right? Like it just happened, <laughs> you know? And I was like, wait, is he imagining this? And, you know, we find out he didn't imagine it. One thing, another right. question before I forget, we still don't know who brought the wine over to the wife, the ex-wife. Yeah. We saw the ex-wife, right? We saw her mm-hmm. um, when she got the package um, and and with John, but we didn't get any more information about the whole wine the thing. Friend. So the friend, yeah. an old friend that's still up in the air there because we thought that was Miles. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just a dude. Maybe it was just an old friend. Maybe it's just a dude. It's just Just an old friend. Maybe it's Kevin with the top bun or whatever his name was. Maybe it's, maybe it's, I was about to say Todd Bridges. Uh, (laughs) What? No, not, no, the big Lebowski. Oh, okay. Jeff Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it, man. I think, um, I think this episode did a good job of, bringing the team together, answering some questions we had about the trust, obviously, between Ben and John, strength and Haley. Home is still sitting there just watching the internet shit, but now they are (laughs) on their mission to take the next step. What that next step is, we'll have to see, right? Can they stop this act uh, from passing? How are they going to do it? They're going to have to go, I guess, to the president, right? How are they going to, are they yeah. all of a sudden just going to pret- go to the president? They're going to pretend. Is Crowley the, the, the president? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they're going to pretend they're the driver of the president again, like they did with the senator. That was pretty easy. <laughs> um, I guess we'll see. But whatever it is, man, this show just keeps moving. I've loved this. Really, this is, I have to say, if you had asked me, and we probably talked about in the first episode what I what we kind of wanted out of this show. It's giving it all to me. Like this is the exact tone, the type of show. It's even better than more quality than I thought it might be. I knew it was going to be fun, but it's actually turned out to be better than I thought. Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. Um, it's just it. This has got more complex. It's. It just it makes you think, and it's real. I, I and again, I said it last week, so I'm going to say it again as I do. I watching it a second time is even better. Yeah. Even though I knew some of the stuff, it just it you know. And again, that Miles emotional uh, recording just it got me. It got me, and I was just like, wait a minute. Even the second time, I'm like, wait a minute, does he jump here? How does he get the? T- <laughs> oh no, he goes and does the the switcheroo the. He, the slide of the hand with the mail drop and, yeah. and then John shows up right then. Uh, just phenomenal. Just what a great episode. Yeah. That was a uh, good excited shot. For the finale. That was a nice shot when they did that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And the finale is coming uh, this Sunday. We will, maybe we'll try to try to do the podcast a little earlier in the week if we can. Yeah. We'll see what, yeah. we'll see what we can accomplish uh, though. I know we're both, we yeah. both got our lives, baby. Um, yeah, maybe a little, maybe a little, maybe we can do a little Monday night. 
Ooh, at 10 or fun. something, you know, I like that. get that, get that out for everyone earlier. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see I know what happens solo. Let's see what happens. Yes. So, you know, we could fall down a rabbit hole. You never know. Um, you, you never know. Before we go, I do want to give a big thank you to JD702, who gave us a great review. I usually don't read a review, but I like to read this because it kind of cues in, clues into what we've been doing with New oh, York nice. Kingstown. I really like your shows. Your approach and style is a nice break from giddy fanboy hype. I found you guys from Mayor of Kingstown podcast, also a great podcast, and it's why I started watching this show. So thank you. Well, thank you, JD. Oh, that's freaking awesome, that JD. Was, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was Appreciate really it. great. And uh, I know we got a couple new reviews over on the Mayor of Kingstown pod as well. We thank those people. You can check out all the pods we do at dvrpodcast.com. And if, hey, if you have any theories or anything you want us to talk about on the finale next week, for Rabbit Hole, hit us up at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. You can also support the podcast, like our newest pod, our newest patron, Emily, over at patreon.com slash dvr. And um, I guess that's all I got, Solo. And uh, I'll end with this, Axel. My favorite line of the series so far by Edward Hom. Sorry. I'm not used to being a fugitive when he's screaming out the window. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, I used to be in a fugitive. <laughs> he could be the key to it all, baby. He's great. Rob, was it Rob Yang? Is that yes. the actor? He's great on uh, American Rust, a Showtime show with mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels. Very good in that show. And yeah. it's weird. I love that show, but season two is not coming back to Showtime. I looked and it said uh, Amazon freebie or free yeah their amazon is really what pushing is freebie man it's, what is that is that included in prime or it is, yes no. it's a prime channel and it's also available as its own app it is a a, a fast network a um ad supported free ad supported television so oh, okay. you got to watch the ads in it and amazon is pushing a lot of shows over there um, that originally premiered on abs. They'll stay on prime, but they'll also be available to the general public for free. If you watch the commercials, oh, okay. on free. Okay, gotcha. that's the newest oh, thing that the streamers are doing. Cause they're, they want, they do, they realize, Oh, wait a second. We should have commercials and make money. Yeah. <laughs> now they're doing that. Oh, and, and did by you the way, know? Oh, oh, go ahead. You go ahead first. No, no, go go by the way. I was just going to give a shout important. out to the writers. I know Solo and I mm, are big yeah. supporters of the writers. We know there's a strike now, and I hope that uh, the writers get everything they need because they write the shows, bros. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to the streaming, non-residual yeah, stuff. Gotta, and got to share I mean, billionaire I mean, Wall Street people. I mean, seriously. I mean, b- because all this stuff, a lot of this stuff streaming now and everything. And we really got to get this. Uh, Cause I remember when inter- it was internet, you know, mm-hmm. with no residuals on internet, especially commercials and stuff. And um, I remember back, was it 2008? It was in season four lost where we had a big writer strike and, and, and we, there was portions of the season that were missed, Yeah, it's you know, because of things. it, yep. and, you know, it's going to affect things. I mean, we'll see how long. Cause I mean, uh, granted, we have more shows that, 
you know, it's not just the, the normal season like network TV. It's year round now. But I mean, if if shows are going to start to write in June for a September release or whatever, especially on network shows, you know, that, that stuff could be hold, held off, you know? Yeah. But, but we'll see what happens. But good luck. Yeah, because I got an email from SAG about, you know, joining the picket lines to support our writers. So um, I just don't have it in my schedule at the times they're doing it. But I support the writers, of course. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, and the one thing I would say, I didn't realize, um, remember we talked, I talked, I don't know if I talked about it in the pod. I must've where Kiefer Southern member, when I said he did the fugitive, like limited series yeah. kind of thing, you know, I, from my dad told me this and I, I, ha- I haven't double checked it, but he looked it up while we were talking in that, I guess they were only like six to eight minute episodes. So like it. Oh yeah, because like I think that hours. was for that was for Quibbly, Quibby or yeah, something like I that. I didn't realize it was a short series because if you can't, I can't find it anywhere. It might be on Roku TV, um, it, but I wanted to watch it. Stuff they did. Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, okay. So I didn't realize they were you know like webisodes. Remember those webisodes? I, I do. Uh, mobisodes yeah. or mobisodes? They were calling the lost ones mobisodes. What the hell is a mobisode? Mobile phone. Right. Oh, is that what it was for? How yeah, do you know? For your phone. <laughs> well, that's what the thing with Quibi too. Remember they did, they did like whole shows that were like in, um, in, uh, like, what is it? Landscape versus what's the long one? Like vertical, like horizontal vertical. Yeah. yeah it was like shot differently. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. But yeah. I think that was for, uh, yeah, the the yeah the fugitive here it is Clay Bryce, the fugitive miniseries. Boyd Holbrook was the star, and Kiefer was the uh, was like the um, the cop. Hunting him down, hunting him down. Yeah, which I gotta find. I gotta. I want to see that just because I love Kiefer. Yeah, I'm trying to see where. Let's what what. I think it was Quibi. I can't find that. It's not saying it was. Right. Yeah. I think oh, when I it looked it up official site, Roku, I think you can get it on the Roku channel. Oh, the whole runtime of it is one hour and 51 minutes. Right. So it's like a movie pretty yep. much. The full, Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, well, they tried it. Didn't work. You know, it didn't moving. work. All right. Well, something that did work is this podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. We're going to say goodbye now. Goodbye, Solo. Bye, Solo.